Welcome to Apostolic Perspectives, where the faith is raw, the exploits are radical, and the conversation is real. Prepare your life to be activated in the supernatural and your heart to be inspired to love as your host, Mike Brewer, shares stories from around the world. Enjoy today's episode and make sure to connect with us on all social media platforms. Welcome to School of Apostleship Part 5. Today we're going to talk about six keys to a transitional shift. I'm bringing this teaching to you out of the Apostolic Mantle, a book that I wrote a few years ago, and you can find it and links to all of our other books at apostolicperspectives.com. But many of you guys are in a direct shift right now. And I want to encourage you as you go through that shift, you may feel some insecurities rising. You may feel some challenges rising. Um, Those are to be expected as God begins to shift you from one place into a new place. But also I want to warn you, do not build an identity out of the shift. That is not the place that you are to remain. That's not the place you don't build in the shift. You shift to begin to build in the, the new I truly believe, along with many others, that we are in a great season of change in the body of Christ. Um, some language is calling new wineskins. Some saying it's a full reformation. I do know that there is a drastic change taking place upon the body of, of Christ as God is pouring out new wineskins and He's requiring or new new wine, and He is requiring new wineskins in order to contain the wine. So I'm going to take you into six keys of a transitional shift to help you understand um, different stages of that. And one of the first things is a forerunning voice of call. Um, you begin to hear someone speak about God is doing something new. It begins to activate a, a faith within you. John the Baptist was the classic example. He was an old covenant prophet. He was in the order of the old covenant. But while there, he began to see a new covenant emerging. He began to see and understand that he was simply a forerunner declaring that the Messiah was to come. In in Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 through 3, as John became in the wilderness and he was preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he knew by revelation that he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness to make ready the way of the Lord, to make his paths straight. God showed him his identity and what he was to declare. But John wasn't the builder. John was the one that was declaring a new building was coming. John wasn't birthing the new covenant, but he was seeing the new covenant. So you have to understand sometimes people are going to be in that old order and they're going to be declaring a new one is to come, but they actually may not be the builders of the new one but they see it so, so clearly. There was a time when John was baptizing the people and he pointed at Jesus and he said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He's saying, hey, it is time to stop waiting. Many people get caught up in the waiting the waiting for the new to arrive, and then they just get locked in. Much like the people of Jesus' day, they were waiting for the Messiah. They knew that there was going to come a season of shift, a divine transformation was going to bring them out of the old covenant and bring them into the new. But they had been waiting a long, long time. So it took a prophet to step on the scene to say, repent from your waiting. 
the time is now. Repent from your looking and actually see the Christ has come. The Lamb of God is now standing among us. He also began to tell them, he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. So there is a time, and, and I don't believe we're in it yet, because right now there's just this, this ramping up of revelation that a new is coming. There's this ramping up of revelation that a divine order change is upon us. There's a ramping up of revelation that the wineskin, the ecclesia is shifting shifting. The model, the container is shifting so that it can hold the new wine that is being poured out. So we are in the midst of that shift. But John may not come into the new with us. He literally may die in the old, but Jesus remained having great honor for John. Although John was was he was in the old order, and I know that's going to offend some of you guys, but just look at your scripture. John the Baptist was an old covenant prophet prophesying that the new was coming, but John remained in that old order. He was the greatest among that, but you and I that are in the kingdom that John prophesied about have a greater position in that. We're the one the Holy Spirit abides within. We get to build in this new. John was one that was closing out the old. So while we're in the midst of this great shift, the old still has a voice into the shift, but it doesn't have a voice in how the new is being built. It declares the time of transition is here, the movement has been born, but it doesn't tell the new how to build. So we have to understand that there is a forerunning prophetic voice that has a time to where it is it is really heightened in the body of Christ. But that forerunning voice must begin to to um, to lessen as there's a maturing of those that are building in it. So let me move on because that's a whole, whole teaching in and of itself. So let's look at key number two about great transformational shifts. And key number two is the ability to articulate the shift. So you have a forerunning anointing that declares it's here. It begins to point you to the right ones. But then there is a language that begins to arrive um, because many th people begin to experience something, but they don't have a language for it. It's not yet anchored in the Word. They don't have the language. So um, the ability to articulate the shift, a new language begins to emerge. Every new move of God, every fresh move of God, there is a new language that begins to come forth. And one of the cautions that we have is the enemy would love to hijack our language. The enemy would love to define the words that we're using. Those that are in the midst of the transition are using words one way, but those that haven't entered into the transition, they think they know what those words mean based upon past previous experience or in the old order of things. So there is a new language that begins to emerge, and we must, we must recognize those that have the ability and the grace to give language. Um, and I believe, honestly, um, that many teachers begin to arise to give language to the move. Um, teachers are so needed in this to help, help us remain anchored 
and grounded in the Word of God while something new is emerging. Key number three is there is a new demonstration and authority that is released. So you have the the forerunning prophetic says, hey, this thing is happening. You have those teachers and those apostolic teachers that begin to give some language to what is happening in the people, in the body of Christ. But key number three is there is a new demonstration and authority that comes forth. This is extremely important. So if you if you understand that there, there's still a huge segment of the body of Christ that are cessationist right now. They don't believe in the supernatural uh, manifestations of the gifts of God through the body of Christ anymore. So when someone is touched by the Spirit that's been in that move, um, they, they're they touched. They begin to experience this healing. They begin to give language to what happened to them. But if they continue to mature in that, their testimony begins to build faith in others, and they actually begin to demonstrate what took place in them in others and bring others into um, the healing. Say if we're talking about healing or the baptism of the Holy Spirit or whatever it may be, and as they begin to lead others in that, there is a an authority that begins to rise within them. There is a, a confident authority that God's grace is upon them to release these things in other people. So there comes a new demonstration and that is followed by a fresh authority that is recognized in the believers to move in this new thing. So key number three is there's a new demonstration and there's a new authority. Just like John, John wasn't noted for miracles. He was the forerunning voice of call, but he didn't demonstrate a new authority in what was actually being built. So we must be able to understand what grace is upon someone's life. Are they able to um, prophesy it's coming, but not necessarily step into it? Are they able to give language to what others are doing or they themselves are doing? But there is a key number three to where people begin to experience it and then they begin to demonstrate it. Because we cannot just simply live in this transitional um, phase to where we talk about it, but it must become a demonstration. And when that demonstration begins to come out, then we're beginning to step into that level of authority that is released inside this transformation, inside this new thing that God is doing. There is a marked authority that comes upon people as they demonstrate what this thing is to be about. So key number four is there is a new structure, a new culture that begins to emerge in the shift. So as the thing shifts, as the, sh the maturing in the shift takes place, as we begin to come out of the shift a little bit, a new structure, a new wineskin, the new container, um, because the wine is being poured out through the demonstration. The wine is being poured out through the authority with the demonstration. But now that it's poured out, there's a new container that begins to emerge. There's a principle that we always teach. You have life before you have order. You have life before you have structure. We don't ever define the structure without having life. Structure supports life. 
Life does not support the structure. The structure supports the life, or else we get boxed in and we never are able to mature fully into what God was transitioning us into. So there is a new structure that begins to take place in this stage. This is where people begin to buy into what God is doing because they begin to experience it in themselves. Uh, Their buy-in begins to bring forth an acceleration of the new season's establishment, of the new structure that's coming forth. People are not having to process everything as quickly because the demonstration helps to provide the evidence that God is actually doing this thing. The demonstration helps to bring forth the structure or that which is housing or containing this new wine. Um, now that we've, we've defined some of these things, there is a sequence of events that begins to, to initiate this new season. It's, it's apostolic. The, the term apostolic refers to um, things that originate from apostles, prophetic, things that originate from the prophetic. And this, this area, this, um, this new structure and this new culture that is emerging it is extremely important that the prophet, or the apostolic voices begin to define this. They begin to build this out. As the winds of change begin to blow, there's a great acceleration when people begin to experience this. But there's such a heavy burden that is to be laid upon the, the apostles to bring this in line fully and, and culturalize it, give language to it so that others can actually see what they're experiencing. Every revival in history had chaos in it. Chaos eventually came back into it to, to balance. So as, as structure begins to emerge and the new wine is being poured out, there's going to be extremes take place in this reforming moment. Some people are going to get very legalistic. Some people are going to get very heavy-handed. Some people are going to get very territorial. They're going to begin to claim this reformation is mine. I am the single voice of it. They're going to they're going to begin to exude those tendencies of humanity. The demonic's going to try to lay hold to it and try to put people in certain positions. Guys, we have to refrain from that and not not empower um, a single voice to define what God is doing right now. There are many in the body of Christ that has this piece, and another person has this piece of it, and another person has this piece of it. But there's not one person that defines it. There may be some voices louder and project further than others. There's going to be people that have different levels of influence. But it is so important for us to look at the overall body of Christ and and glean from this one and glean from this one and glean from this one. As this this um, reformation, if that's what you're calling it, takes place, it's going to look a little different in this city or town than it does the other one. It may have a little different structure to it in this one than it does the other one. Um, right now, because this is so fresh for us, we are learning 
What does it look like for us? What does it look like for the people we've been building with? But that is not in opposition to what it looks like for you or what it looks like for this other um, other area or other region. And there's going to be those divine specialties upon regions. There's going to be some that's much stronger in the prophetic and speaking into the national area. There's going to be some that's stronger in, in healing and manifestations and coming experts in that. There's going to be specialties in deliverance. It's one of the things that we walk in at our house at the well. Um, So we have to understand not every area is going to look the same. Not every area is going to meet in the same type of structure. Structures are simply tools. Um, I believe a great part of this will be in homes, but some may be in businesses. Some may be in traditional church buildings. Guys, God is not throwing away all of the buildings that's been built. He is not anti-building, but he is anti-system that has moved into the buildings. Buildings are just a tool. We have to understand that. And, And there's different functions with different size of meetings. So, as this new structure begins to emerge and it's filled with the culture of the kingdom of heaven, let's not get anti this or anti that. We've got to have the maturity to recognize when we go into a new season, this is a little, or into a new region, this is a little different than my region, but I recognize it's still the new wine. This area, they're meeting a little different. Their structure's a little different. Their culture's a little different. But it's still the new wine and the culture of the kingdom. It just has some unique properties that this other region may not have. So there's going to be some chaos. There's going to be some misunderstanding. But we have to be a people of grace in order to... uh, to um, value what each other is bringing as this thing begins to emerge. So key number five is a, is a new balance. It's a new balance. So different regions, they're going to be touched different ways, have these different specialties going on. Um, some regions are going to carry a more dominant voice than other regions. Um, but eventually, there's a stage of new balance. This is a stage we have we have transitioned. We're coming into settling this new ground um, because everything is not pioneering and it's not meant to remain pioneering. You know, when the pioneers went into the western part of the United States, it was wild. It was chaotic. There was great different influencers, some good, some bad. But eventually the west became settled. It balanced. There is nothing wrong with settling when God is wanting you to settle in this new truth. There's when He's wanting when when there's a time when Reformation has reformed something and brought it into the order that God wants. So this is the stage of rebalancing. As teachers begin to refine what has been learned in this new season, their work provides a framework that begins to house and encompass this move of God. They begin to say, hey, it began around this time, and these are the the truths that built upon other truths that brought us into this Reformation. They begin to understand this season from the Word of God. And now here are the boundaries that the river needs to flow within. 
You can't have a river without banks. There's always banks to a river. There's parameters that begin to come forth. And then we're able to have a new standard. And that's the final key to to this great transformational shift is a new standard has emerged. Once the balance has come in, once parameters have been understood, once once honor is truly restored and, and teams from different regions begin to come together and value the different specialties and anointings, um, this is where a new standard has replaced that which was the previous standard. This is where the new wineskin is now simply the wineskin. It's containing that new wine, but that new wine is aging in there. It is it is maturing. This is when the shift has been assimilated into our normal daily lives. The excitement of it has gone away, and now we're just anchored in that which God wanted to accomplish. And we're no longer having an identity of the shift because we've actually been shifted. Thus, the new standard has been formed, and it is established in the body of Christ. There's a new normal, we could say. So, guys, I just wanted to to throw out some wisdom. I wanted to throw out some insights from my perspective. Of course, there's a lot of other perspectives out there. We need the different voices of the apostolic, prophetic, and other fivefold ministers speaking. There is a great shift upon the body of Christ. There is a this shift may be a reformation that's coming upon the body of Christ. And it's a reformation of system. And people will begin to depart one system. They'll begin to come out of an old system. They'll begin to come out of a new system. But let me just toss this out there. Just because someone stops meeting in a larger gathering in a more traditional church building and goes into a home, that absolutely does not mean they have shifted into a new order of doing things, nor are they carrying a new wine. We must be able to discern this new wine that God is pouring out, and it'll bring forth life, and then life will bring forth structures. But just because you move from one tool of meeting to another tool of meeting doesn't mean you've shifted anything except the location and changing of a tool. So what we're talking about is people coming out of a religious system of control, coming out of a way of thinking that has hindered what the Christ is wanting to do among us, that has simply held the people of God in bondage, and they're coming into a new revelation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. So there's going to be um, some great details that's going to come out um, in the, the months and years ahead. So let's not let's not settle in the early stages of a shift and call this the full maturity of a shift. We just have to say this is what we're seeing shifted right now. Because there's no one that has this thing fully defined yet, but there is a great sense moving upon um, a forerunners, I believe, in the body of Christ that's saying, hey, there there is a divine shift that's coming upon us. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. We know it's going to involve, it's going to tear down this clergy, laity, um, demonic separation, and we're going to become one body, the bride of Christ. Um, 
so anyway, I just say, hey, let's embrace this thing. Let's seek God. Let's seek wisdom together. Um, God has us on a journey, and, and what a glorious journey it is. So bless you guys. Make sure to go out and check our website. Get on our social media. Uh, look forward to another to podcast coming soon. Perspectives with your host, Mike Brewer. We hope that you are blessed by listening, and we encourage you to check us out on social media at facebook.com slash apostolic perspectives. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to keep up with all of the latest episodes.